0: Divided Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the House Divided Podcast. Uh, we're happy to have you here for our post-championship week pod. Thank you for following along uh, all season with us. Um, my co-host, Jeremy, is here. Uh, Jeremy, how are you?
1: Good. This week has been good, Brendan. It's uh, you know been a week since we talked, and good to be back. Good to be uh, back on the call with you. You know we got that that issue with Apple. Our RSS feed is fixed, so like uh, we're good to go now. Yeah,
0: everybody's been listening for the last three months, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> we definitely recorded all of those, right?
0: Oh, that is so funny. Well. So, obviously, that's us addressing the elephant in the room. Um, we haven't recorded all football season, but we're back. You can blame uh, us
1: with such a bad,
0: bad season for both our teams, right? Like,
1: yeah. why would people want to record? Oh, <laughs> we didn't make anything interesting at all.
0: Listen, we made ourselves pod through the entirety of our teams going a combined three and nine. So, we could skip the times where they went, uh, 22 and three. Yeah. That's a record, man. So let's just dive in. Let's, we don't need to get into the specifics of any particular point, I guess. Let's just vibe this episode. Um, cause we have a lot to catch up on. Uh, my first thought is I was just thinking this is we're actually blessed that this year happened when, uh, Neither team had any expectations in terms of Twitter nonsense because it's terrible out there right now. Like, Because both Michigan and Michigan State fans are just cocky as shit right now because MSU is coming off a great season where they beat Michigan and Michigan's coming off of a Big Ten championship season where the MSU loss literally doesn't matter at all. And so it is just a cesspool out there, and I couldn't even imagine if there was a little bit more desperation to it, where both teams felt like they needed to win Ugh.
1: yeah, it is uh it's i I think like we've got a little bit of a taste of this before with like basketball you know but basketball been good but it doesn't have the same like vitriol like it doesn't it doesn't 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 have the same same disrespect because like you have enough games coming through yeah yeah well i think i think we could have seen it a little bit like juan just took off too fast mean, we could have seen some disrespect if juan didn't just you know take off like a meteor but uh and like i know yeah, like, that
0: michigan fans still like tend to like disrespect camaso and that's fine but like it's not the same like it is not the same like these fan bases for football just fucking cannot stand each other and will not give each other an ounce of credit for anything and it's awesome because both team have both teams soared to heights way higher than anybody could have imagined this year um both teams had i'd say two out of the four or five best players in the country um and both teams have i would say two out of the four or five best candidates for national coach of the year <laughs> all I, true I, I
1: think got to be in my I mean I, guess I haven't thought about that award enough, but they got to be top two, right? Like, uh, you know, yeah. Who else are you put in that list? Like, damn, well, I guess Dave Aranda, we can go Dave Aranda. Let's think it two out of the top three. Yeah. I, I'm not willing to entertain anyone outside of those three gentlemen right there.
0: No, it's, been, it's been absurd. I mean, I, I just don't think anybody saw this coming and uh, it, it has reflected in the happiness between both fan bases. Um,
1: so to, to tie back to, you know, our last episode, I guess. How, uh, which one do you think Nick Baumgartner likes more in his mentions? When both teams are terrible and they're just consistently bitching at him? Or when they're both good like this, but then they think that he's slanted towards one team or the other. Which one's worse
0: (laughs) for him? Oh, uh, I think he, I think they even said on one of their uh, episodes of the beat that he's like, it's so much better when the teams are good.
1: Like, (laughs) he's a stronger man than a lot of people
0: (laughs) yeah man i look at
1: I, nick his feed and i'm like dude you why are you not at like the the athletics for like arizona and you get to just cover arizona and arizona state and just not not care it's because not
0: because okay and that's that's all great but like for a football junkie like that dude you gotta know that he uh i mean let's just go through the moments this year uh The big house for the Washington game, we had never seen an environment like that really in Ann Arbor, like outside of that one Notre Dame game, like between the, this is right. The first couple things that are feeling normal after, like, I mean, I know we're still in COVID, so don't get me wrong on that, but like since restrictions went away, like that environment, and then even though Washington ended up sucking, they... Fucking house him and that was awesome. And then he gets to go up to East Lansing and for seven and oh versus seven and oh, and that was a really unbelievable college football atmosphere. And then obviously the Ohio State game. And it's just like, yeah, sure. I'm sure it sucks when both teams suck because you have to deal with your mentions of absolute lunatic fringe fan bases. But like you go out to Arizona, you're not getting that. No. <laughs>
1: You are not. You are not getting that. Oh, my God, dude. What a year, right? What like, a year.
0: Uh, it's, it's really dude. been unbelievable. We have some award winners, by the way, breaking news on the pod. Um, Kenneth Walker uh, avenges his snub of the, uh, being invited to New York by winning the Walter Camp Award for the best player, most outstanding player in college football, which I've always been confused why they just have multiple awards for the same thing but that's yeah, okay uh,
1: yeah i guess i don't know all i know about these awards is uh clicking x a lot through ncaa dynasties when they're announcing all of these but uh feels like you just got to have like one that's for the writers of this part of the country and one for the writers for this company like i don't know man
0: but hey oh it's 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 yeah it is ridiculous you have though. not
1: been a, you have not been a school that gets a lot of individual award winners so i will take it
0: I'll yeah take it and run with it and I will also say uh, congratulations to Jake Moody, who is the Lou Garza winner for kicker of the year, there we uh, go. which is hilarious because I don't think he kicked a field goal in the month of November.
1: That's a good point, man. <laughs> it's, and also I don't think he ever hit a field goal that you felt like the whole time was going in. And it's not because he, he was actually going to miss. It's because that draw that he does.
0: Oh yeah.
1: It's like a draw every time. And even though, like you watch it, like by the end of September, I was like Jeremy, you just gotta know he's gonna do a draw here. It's still gonna go get. He's gonna make it. Yeah. But, wow.
0: Kid was, kid was good. Yeah. Um. We had almost had a guest appearance on the pod from Jeremy's yeah. dog. <laughs> <laughs> what well, I wonder what he thinks about Jake Moody. Well, I'll tell you what I think about Jake Moody though. Is he is probably my favorite kicker of all time at Michigan purely for the fact that he hit the smelling salts before kicking the game winner against Nebraska. That is so fucking funny that a kicker would take smelling salts before going to fire in a game winner. Oh, I love
1: you, the salts, man. I, I used salts on the bench in men's league like two weeks ago for, for men's league. Just
0: Oh yeah. Never done. Them. <laughs> funny. Oh man. So also, yeah.
1: I got to clarify the story. I used, the found salts that were already on the bench so no idea where they came from that's the intelligent individual that i am
0: you took smelling salts you didn't know where they came from <laughs>
1: i mean they weren't cracked so like i mean that's the whole way that it works right like until you crack them nothing's going on so i felt it i was like well these are been. i figured they were used so then i grabbed it like, oh this one hasn't been cracked well can't let that go to waste brendan
0: Hell hell yeah, brother. That's, that's a, that's a dude's rock moment for sure. I love it. Um, okay. So let's, let's move off of individual players for a moment and let's talk about, let's talk about the Michigan, Michigan state game before we move into any of Michigan's bigger aspirations or, or even Michigan state's excellent bounce back from, uh, a couple heartbreaking losses. They, they bounced back very well from both of those. Um, so let, let's talk about the Michigan-Michigan State game because that was one that's going to go down. I would like to act like it's not going to go down because ultimately it became inconsequential for Michigan. But, I mean, that was one of the best football games in this rivalry. And so and you were there. So I just want to hear your your thoughts on the atmosphere of that game and then we can just shoot the shit and get into it.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think back now. It's been I've probably been to you know attending in the game but also tailgating. I mean, I've probably been on campus for eight to ten MSU U of M games. Um, I can never remember like it was just like the perfect storm of everything, right? Like you, it's from, let's go like a pregame atmosphere. So you go, last season you have COVID happen and, you know, the atmosphere for this game tailgating is always pretty fun because you have so many people that come to town that are fans of both teams don't have tickets, but it's like almost like a reunion every year. Like, uh, well, I'm going to go to Ann Arbor. I'm going to go to East Lansing, wherever the tailgates are just to hang out. And then I'll find a spot to watch the game or I'll, Watching the parking lot, and man, I don't know if it's, like, coming off of COVID and, like, we didn't get to do that last year or what, but this was, it was insane, man. It took me an hour and a half to park, uh, Jeez. you know, find a parking spot, and granted, we were a little bit late because, you know, have a kid, so the babysitter got here at 9 a.m., but park and just, you know, so we ended up parking on the other side of campus and having to walk across where you have two live nationally broadcast television shows in the same parking lot, essentially, which again, I can't tell you the last, like, I mean, this is the first time they game day had been there since the Oregon game back in 2015, which I also um, was tailgating for. I didn't go into that game. I just tailgated for it. And it was just, it was just wild, man. I've never seen so many people in East Lansing. I've never seen the campus so packed and the TV shows going on. It just, it felt like a dream. Like, I can't believe, like, you're not not a dream just of, like, MSU, like, being just on the MSU side of things, but just, like, I've never seen our rivalry be the center of college football. Right? Like, I mean, you you as a Michigan fan have experienced it a little bit with
0: – With Ohio you know, State, mostly, yeah.
1: With Ohio State. I mean, that's always going to probably be a – and, and I think game, game day, day and,
0: was at that 2015. Were they were at the trouble with the snack game. But, yes, Michigan has – have had more experience being on that stage.
1: Yeah, and so, and it just kind of felt like the schedule set up perfectly. Like, I guess I can't really remember now. I mean, also, God, it's it's Halloween weekend, Um, so you have that going on. Uh, You just, it was insane, and it didn't feel like there was a big SEC game. I mean, I can look back now, but I don't feel like there was any big game
0: going on. No, it it was just ours. It was pretty straightforward, I remember, when the when it was like, where's game day going to go? And everybody's like, well, the only reason they wouldn't go to Michigan Michigan State is because that's big noon kickoff.
1: Yeah, I think and, the only uh, other – there was the Penn State-Ohio State, which – But Penn State, but State, Penn State had just before, lost that so.
0: nine-overtime game to Illinois. Okay, yeah. sorry. We have to interrupt the Michigan-Michigan State <laughs> talk for a second.
1: <laughs> no, I will say the greatest uh, television – And Twitter experience of the college football season was definitely the Illinois-Penn State game. Oh, it
0: was so Um, good. I Fantastic experience. I was just coming off, who did Michigan play right before Michigan State? Oh, like Northwestern or some shit. And that game was just finishing. And I'm like, I, I looked down at my phone, I'm like, Penn State and Illinois are doing what now? And I remember I had plans where I was like, okay, I'll leave as soon as this game ends. (laughs) And then it took a goddamn hour.
1: It was so beautiful. What a beautiful game that was, man. Yeah. Brandon Peters getting injured in what? Like the sixth or seventh? Like the seventh seventh overtime.
0: overtime. I don't know.
1: And then he still won it for them
0: hobbling around. It was awesome.
1: No, he did it. The backup won it.
0: Oh, you're right. He broke
1: his arm. He broke his arm. It wasn't even a leg injury. He had snapped his arm in half.
0: Oh, <laughs> shit. That hit was brutal, too. God, what a ridiculous... <laughs> sir.
1: Oh, God, what a what a highlight of
0: the college football no, no. season. No, we're, no. We're both missing this. Brandon Peters was their backup at this point. Their yeah. starter gets hurt in the seventh overtime, and then Brandon Peters comes in to win it.
1: <laughs> their starter, Artur Sikowski from Rutgers... <laughs> Gets injured, and then Brandon Peters wins it. That's right. It was Peters coming in, and Dude. Peters was injured. He was the backup, but he was injured previously because of Brandon Peters. He's injured every week of the season. Actually. He's retired that young man. Someone, please, man. tell him to stop.
0: Michigan quarterbacks, 2-0 in and and Happy Valley this year, baby. Let's go. Ooh, baby. Okay. So we can go back any, to Michigan Michigan state. Let yeah. me tell you a so, bit about my experience. So I had a bunch of Michigan fans over like my first big like get together by Any apartment.
1: MSU fans at all.
0: No. There. Did oh, not. I was just curious. Um, and uh I was drinking persistently. And then I guess I'll just TLDR to the end. I uh I I overreacted a bit to some refereeing things on Twitter. That was my day of... uh See, my trouble here is that I think of a lot of things to tweet live in the moment, but the only ones I end up caring enough strongly about is when the refs fuck up a call. So then it feels like I just get online to live tweet about refs, which I guess is true, but it's not what I mean to. I think more things during a football game than <laughs> that. <laughs> but.
1: I think uh, Spart- it, it annoyed me a lot of the season only because of gambling reasons, but I was pretty happy that I got, like, no signal all season in Spartan Stadium because I probably would have been tweeting some stupid shit about mid-third quarter um, <laughs> about that game because I know – I mean, I remember the moment, man, when uh, we were in the third quarter, and I forget who scored the touchdown, but the touchdown to put you guys up
0: 16 – uh, can't I mean, even remember i think it might have been jj to andre anthony that one um, no
1: it wasn't andre it was somebody else and i think he did the paul
0: Bunyan pose i can't
1: remember who it was did he but, i
0: don't even remember somebody doing that this year maybe, maybe they didn't maybe show I'm it on tv
1: but uh yeah that happened and we're we're like on the concourse and i just go like well this is over i've paid money for a babysitter i've given up this day so i'm not leaving early like i, I can't leave early because that's just pointless like i put too much into this day now to to leave this early,
0: but shit, this could get ugly
1: (laughs) is what I remember feeling, and uh, yeah,
0: and just Mike Sanders, though, is who caught the last pass. Yeah,
1: that's who it was that, so I saw that touchdown on the concourse, and it was just kind of like yeah, man, this is not this could get, you know Jabril Peppers doing backflips out of, like, (laughs) it could get to that real soon, and uh, yeah, because it's just the I think the number one thing that this team did is, you know, season long. It started with the Miami game. Is just you just kind of learned that they're like, I, I think Mel even said after the game like, this is a Fox game. We knew it was gonna take for fucking ever to do this game. So mid third quarter yeah, I... we down doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't mean shit. Like this is gonna go a long day. You got to be ready to be long. And uh they, they closed better than uh, probably any any MSU team I've really remember because. The crazy thing about this game, Brennan, so it was a great game. That Kenneth Locker touchdown was like five and a half minutes left. There was no more scoring the rest
0: of the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Michigan totally. It felt, totally. Like, it, it felt so, like
1: it was like the last second touchdown, but no, there was five. Michigan had two more drives.
0: Yeah. Like, so people. A
1: full drive and like a partial drive, but.
0: People get upset about the touchdown that got taken off the board, the Hutchinson one. Um, Which I will tell you, in stadium,
1: I'm glad that again, I couldn't tweet. In-stadium, it did not like a close call, as in like, hey, he was definitely down. I saw why like, Michigan fans were mad when I got home. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't well, surprised especially they overturned it the, because the over- only the field,
0: but, And you, and you yeah. know, in a vacuum, that was not even a bad call, I would say. I think it's a bit of a stretch that they overturned it from what the call was on exactly. the field but exactly it's the fact that the michigan state ends up going seven and oh on video reviews that day so it's just compounding and compounding I mean, and every think, time you're just like fucking please <laughs> and,
1: i think that to be honest is like the closest one probably right like that is, actually i always don't the
0: Kenneth that's Walker kind of cool. touchdown was not a touchdown that at the that start of the game closer
1: than I thought <laughs>
0: yeah that was that was really... I think he
1: did get across but it was like it was so much closer again in the stadium, but that I'm was, like, one oh, no, was I good. agreed
0: with in the moment because I'm yeah. like you can't reverse that like you you just yeah. can't and, and so but I think the worst call of the game is on that like fourth and five and I know Rubin's racing so like if you oh, get away with it it is experience. what but dude I was like and I don't know if it's the desperation of the moment or how bad it was because I sure shit didn't go back and watch. But, like, at the time, I'm just like, how in the fuck is that not pass interference? But here's the thing. I'm not sure Michigan wins even with that. Um, yeah. this is And this is kind of what I wanted to get well, into. That's, well, that that's game, the, the yeah, first go ahead. of
1: those two drives, right? So that's the first of the two drives. Because then Michigan does get the ball back another yeah, time. And with limited time. And yeah. But I will say, too, like, so that was going towards the. So I sit at the corner of that end zone, basically, where where Michigan was heading towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, actually, where the Peyton Thorin play would have been, too. That one, from my angle, like, again, live, So I'm way up in the stands. I'm not on the field. So the ref has a much better view than me. Um, but live, it was like, and actually, my first reaction was, like, did they – it looked like two MSU guys just ran into each other on a play. I'm like, on the most important game of the play of the game, you two are going to run into each other and then machine. So I didn't even see the interference. But, again, you pull things down on Twitter after the game, and you're like, yeah, I could see, like – I think from an MSU perspective, here's the thing. I didn't think any of the calls were horrendous, but I can tell you if MSU was on the other side of them, I would bitch.
0: So yes. – and I agree with that in it's a right. vacuum. I don't think each individual call, I don't think you ever had like some of these like old games against Ohio state where Michigan fans are just like, what are you even looking at? Like, I don't think you really even have any of those moments in this game, but what I will say I here think is think
1: any of, I don't think any of them were worse than the spot. I'll tell you that. No.
0: Well, the Kenneth, if that Kenneth Walker one is called live, not a touchdown, I'm, it doesn't matter, and one, you know why it doesn't matter is I was just talking about how Jake Moody hasn't kicked a field goal, like basically since this game, and I'm looking and that touchdown they take off the board for Hutchinson, inexcusable for Michigan not to punch that in. You still get the ball, or no? They had to punt. Never mind. I'm sorry. That's out of bounds by me. But regardless, I I'm looking through this and you have a 26 yard field goal from Jake Moody, a 38-yard field goal from Jake Moody, and a 35-yard and a 36-yard. Those are all something we didn't see since that game. And and that's what I want to say, is yeah, say this, that game changed Michigan season.
1: I was going to say, to me, this game encapsulates, encapsulates, I mean, granted, our whole show is built off this, so it is, we're going to steer into this a little bit, right? But to me, that game encapsulated really about as good of a season as you could want to keep both fan bases happy. MSU fan bases, like I know i fans are kind of like, I know I'd much rather be in the playoffs. But like, let's be honest. The Friday night before we're playing Ohio State, I'm like, this doesn't matter. Like you can tell me we have playoff chances. Like it's not we're not being Ohio State. Like, they're a terrible matchup. It's not gonna happen. Did I see the the murder that happened happening? Probably not, but I didn't see us winning that game. So it's like, to me, I was just like, Ohio State's going to the playoff no matter what, but we get to beat Michigan and have hopefully a 10-win season, which we did go on to do. And then Michigan, like, yeah, you had to lose to Michigan State, but you're in the college football playoff. You beat Ohio State. And I agree with you. If you don't lose the Michigan State game the way you do, I don't know if Jim's as aggressive those last few weeks where they and, really and hit a stride, you know what, running into Ohio State and in Ohio State.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree with you. Um, although what I will say is, and, and I hope that all of the Michigan fans feeling like this actually do feel this way. I was just looking at that game recap on ESPN, and it still gets under my skin. I'm like, I it's just true. because it, just it's because true. it's you guys, you know, like yeah. that's one where if they win that in Spartan Stadium. You're like, but still, you look at, it's an uncharacteristic performance from the defense. That was not who they were all fucking year. Mm -hmm. You guys scored 10 more points on Michigan than Ohio State did.
1: And it wasn't. And it wasn't the trick stuff, right? It was no, five
0: Kenneth Walker. No, Locker it was Kenneth stuff. Walker fucking evading his really? tire fire of an O line and then evading all the tacklers. It was insane. And that's what I will say about anybody who's like, thinks that Kenneth Walker didn't deserve to be in the top four of Heisman voting is like, he put up those video game numbers. I don't think people realize how bad the, his blocking was because it was horrendous. And, uh, yeah, man. He's a fun player to watch, and I hope to God he leaves. I, like, no shit. There, like, get out of no here.
1: Chance. There's no chance he's coming back, man. I mean, that's how, that's is, where I'm at
0: with Ojabo, too. It's like, it was only, nice to think for, for a little, I little would bit.
1: Let him come back.
0: <laughs> yeah, no like way. the, like the Jaron Jackson story. Did you hear about yeah. that? Yeah. Yes.
1: Which, man, doesn't that just, I like to I like to do my joke tweets about I don't know what Michigan Twitter is going to say now you know it's always time is um, oh we'll keep saying it. chances yeah exactly well you
0: guys pivoted right from oh how do you get to Indy to oh it took you so long to get to Indy like sports Twitter is not original nobody, yeah, is funny. Not funny.
1: Um, nobody is funny nobody is funny
0: but yeah. Uh, yeah so that that game really changed everything for both teams so I guess let's just do a quick so. Michigan State goes out the next week. They lose to Purdue, and this is big for both teams, actually. I didn't realize how significant it was at the time because you're kind of like after that game. You're like, well, Michigan's still in the Big Ten East race. They just need MSU to lose to somebody that's not Ohio State, and then, like, we will still go into the last week with a chance. And so that game was huge for both teams. Um, In retrospect, it feels like maybe – more people should have seen this coming, not because of the emotional high and then low or whatever of all that, but just because Purdue does nothing but pass the ball and Michigan mm-hmm. State had given up 400 yards to Cade McNamara the week before. Yeah, So yeah. I didn't see and any of that game. Can you walk me through that a little bit?
1: Man, I'm actually trying to remember what I – because I know I missed – Parts of that game, but I'm wondering, I'm trying to remember why I even missed parts of it. But um, I mean, yeah, it's just basically what you said. there's just, and and I think what doesn't get talked about from the Michigan perspective because they don't have to follow the roster as closely as well is that week was definitely where the depth issues started to show as well. Um, I think in the early parts of the season, yes, the MSU secondary struggled. Um. And they lost a couple guys to the transfer – or one corner to the transfer portal, uh, you know, early on. But what they were doing early in the season was getting enough pressure that they didn't have to blitz their linebackers. And they could kind of sit back in enough coverage that they could keep everything in front of them until Michigan week, when Cade showed that if you pass in front of our safeties, (laughs) like hitting Andrew Anthony on a crossing route – you can just have a ton of success. Um, And really that was the success plan against us. Pretty much of the season except Ohio State because they have wide receivers that you can just throw over the top to, (laughs) whereas everyone else couldn't quite throw over the top of our safeties, but figured out that at linebacker, we have a converted running back who's a hell of an athlete, but he's still learning how to be a linebacker. (laughs) And you have Cal Halliday and Ben Van Someren who are not quick. And they're not going to be great in pass coverage. So if your forward down linemen are not getting home, you, which they're never going to get home when you're Purdue and you throw in 1.6 seconds, right? So it just, it was a perfect game plan and every team hammered it the rest of the way.
0: And and the Purdue
1: game also just featured like what really still was, I mean, in the whole season, again, outside of the Lyle State, like uncharacteristic mistakes too, like Payne Thorne had turnover troubles in that game. He didn't really – like, yeah, he had turnovers in other games, but but the only one where he really had bad turnovers was the Purdue game. Um, Kenneth Walker was good, but completely they just overloaded and made Payton Thorne beat him on a day when it was the first game without Jalen Naylor. So I think it, it kind of became, hey, if we can shut down Jaden Reed, we can shut down Kenneth Walker. You know, and As the season went on... Which they didn't, Ontario. by the
0: way. I'm looking at the stats on here. Walker still gets 136 on 22 carries. Reed yeah. only has four receptions, but they're for 73 yards. But then you just look at the other yeah. side, and David Bell's got 11 catches for 217. Aiden, and Mc- Aiden O'Connell throws for 536 mm-hmm. yards at almost 10 yards an attempt. Just bonkers yeah. shit. Um, yeah.
1: And it was just and it was beginning to end. Like, I think I think we even held a lead, like, first quarter halftime, but it
0: just. You guys were tied 21-21 up. in the third quarter. Yeah, and the whole time it was just,
1: like, we're not stopping Purdue. So, like, every, once we started not scoring on some you drives, guys. You guys held like, well,
0: quite a few field goals. That's what know. kept it from being a laugher in the second half, because I'm looking at the score chart, and it goes 28-21, and then it's. And if those are both touchdowns, or even two of them are, like, yeah. But regardless, you guys came back and got a big win over a solid Maryland squad the next week. Um, And instead of talking about that, we'll just go chronological order here. I want to talk about the Michigan-Penn State game a little bit Mm -hmm. because I knew this team was different when they played Wisconsin. took over jump around they were down 20 to 10 or they were up 20 to 10 though so like they were in control of that game
1: like I love that moment for you guys because you know what this Michigan team reminds me a little bit of um not the team that went to the playoffs with MSU 2013 yeah 2013 because like the whole like Michigan having you know Mr. Brightside get I mean you've done that for a couple years but it got really popular this year doing the jump around thing, doing the jumping around for Nebraska's like, like light show. Yeah. Um, you know, so here's the thing. Do, doing things like that reminds you of like the whole rich homie Kwan at MSU and like yeah. kind of the fun vibes that we had in 2013. Like I see a lot of that team in this Michigan unit, which is yeah.
0: pretty cool. Well, you, you know what else I see too, is they're so young because like, yes, Aiden's a senior, and Ojabo's gone. But other than that, and, and Haskins cannot speak enough about how good Haskins has been this year. And he's gonna leave. Mm-hmm. But other than that, man, this is a young team with a lot of guys who contribute that are very that are gonna be around even like even Corum. He's gonna be around at least one more year. Edwards is a freshman, and ever since that Maryland game, he's started to look like the real deal. So I think that comparison is pretty good. And when Jim Harbaugh says after the Ohio State game, he says this feels more like a beginning than like a goal. And I get it because it's like you're going to be returning a lot of dudes. You give JJ and we'll get to the quarterback shit like well into the off season and stuff, and and we'll we'll get after it even in these couple weeks because I think it's so interesting. But just there's a lot going on with this team, and they could be good.
1: That's an interesting storyline we overlooked on the MSU Michigan thing, too. Like, you have that drama thrown in with the uh, fumbles from JJ. I just, and again, he recovered for the rest of the season. Yeah. No yep. problem. Yeah. No problem. Through darts yeah. again the rest of the year.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. So, but anyways, when I, when I brought up that Wisconsin moment, I wanted to talk about how I knew they were different then because that's just not a Michigan Jim Harbaugh thing to do, right? Like, it hasn't been the last seven years. And so they do that, but they're up 20 to 10, and the Wisconsin offense has Graham Mertz out, and you just never really feel like they're going to lose that game. And then they do it at Nebraska, and they were in a tight game there, but again, you're playing Nebraska. They went into Penn State. It wasn't a night game, but it basically was still a whiteout. And they were, which by the way, if you didn't see Bill Connolly's uh, win expectancy after that game was like Michigan 95%. And you're like, how is that even possible with how that game went? But Penn State fumbles the ball like six times and recovers every goddamn one of them and then recovers the one fumble Michigan has. But when I knew they're different is when they're up like 14 to six or whatever, or whatever it was, they were up eight. They give up a touchdown. They give up a two point conversion, and it feels just like the MSU game. And then they get the ball. They fumble it and give Penn State the ball. I was in the Uh, parking lot for the Maryland
1: game. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't see, I saw like Penn State's touchdown on my way to walking in. Not Maryland game. That would have been what? Yeah, it was Maryland.
0: It was Maryland. Maryland? Okay. And uh, you're like, and they go down 17 to 14, and you're just like, well, this shit's over. Like, I've seen this one before. Michigan's not scoring. And they fucking did. And that's when I knew that this team had a chance against Ohio State, because they looked a situation that so many Michigan teams have looked dead in the eye and wilted at. And they didn't. And I we can all say whatever we want about Penn State. 'Cause they lose to Illinois when their quarterbacks hurt, they lose to Iowa when their quarterbacks hurt, and they end up finishing seven and five. But Jeremy, you and I both watched our teams play against those teams. We both know that was a solid Penn State outfit that was very weak at quarterback, like when mm-hmm. they had an injury. But oh
1: yeah,
0: it's the Big Ten East. And when this division is on, you can have a really good team go eight and four or seven and five. And that's just how it is. So so for both I, of our teams
1: that could be, I don't know, you just talked about your team being really young. I mean, that could be the MSU outlook for next
0: year, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm.
1: it could be a good team, year three, and L Tucker and, and you got go to five, eight house,
0: eight and you gotta go to the big house. You got to go to Happy Valley and then your home seven, game against, eight against eight Ohio State. Yeah.
1: Have a good team. So, you know, you're in the Outback Bowl and it's a, it feels like a letdown, but it's one of those where you're just like, well, yeah, state was on, they get they're probably going to go portal shopping for a QB, right? And Who sees, who knows what they get out of that, but they get a portal QB and now all of a sudden Penn State's good again. So, uh, yeah,
0: it's, 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 this division is hell. But, but, but yeah, so so that's a good team that Michigan comes back to beat. And we'll get to this later, but Michigan State has an equally impressive win to me uh, over Penn State. And that's when I knew it was different. So then we don't have to get too deep into the weeds here. The next week, Michigan State goes and has the 49-0 to halftime score or whatever. And we don't even need to get into that. We'll go to the last week of the season. Because, man. So just for the record, this year was one of the years that I saw the path to a victory. But do you know what I was saying going into the game? I was saying, okay, well, if Cade plays great and we have to win the turnover battle by two and we got to hold them to field goals. And then, and so those were the stipulations. Michigan loses the turnover battle, doesn't need a ton from Cade McNamara, and kicks the shit out of him. And... And I told that- you early, man. I was texting you, like, first
1: quarter, like, that. I had,
0: yeah. I had some Ohio State – I had an Ohio State friend that we were texting back and forth the whole game, and he told me at some point in the third quarter, he's like, this shit's over. And I, you know, until I saw it hit zero on the clock, so yeah. I was convinced we NFL were going to lose. They I had already NFL watched them lose year. a 16-point lead to MSU this year. Ohio State's got, the like, the greatest college offense – this year probably and you're just like this is never over until you know obviously the last drive and Haskins takes over or what uh, it was just crazy it was a surreal experience and by the way both blue pant uniforms I have come around on I didn't love the all blues when they debuted them but they came around on me in that game against Washington and then they looked so good against Ohio State with the snow. That was such a photogenic game, by the way. Can we talk about that? That was absurd. Both games, were, both games were, Although
1: Penn State being white in the snow kind of ruined the... Uh,
0: yeah, that's what I heard. I, so I, I drank a bit too much after Michigan and Ohio State played, and I caught absolutely none of the Michigan state game, uh, except for highlights afterwards. But I heard there was a situation where like Thorne threw an interception or something. And they were like, well, how can you blame him? You literally can't see the Penn state can't players. That,
1: I, I don't know if it's that bad on the field. And again, that was the, that was the one game all year I missed. Uh, yeah. That was just figuring Good out choice. To for the weekend. I mean, I wanted to go, but it was just, again, kid can't go with that weather. And just, we just couldn't figure out a, a way to make it work. And, uh, you know, because I always love senior day. Like, love our seniors we have this year, but, like, you know, there wasn't anyone on it that's, like, oh, I, I need to be there for this guy's senior day. Um, So, missed it. But, yeah, like, I, I don't know what it's like on field looking at it, because, like, you know, human bodies at least and things, but watching it from the, the sky with TV and the snow, dude, it was brutal. The worst part was there was so much snow – on the field we didn't have first down markers. So you'd just be like, oh yeah, it's gotta be a first down. We're like, oh it's third and sixth. Like, yeah, I I am clearly not understanding what yards are anymore. So <laughs> it's uh it was it was a wild experience. And like it reminded me again, like I said of your your team right of 2013. It kind of reminded me of uh D'Antonio's first year. He beat Penn State to get to, I think it was seven wins or maybe they needed to clinch a bowl game. I can't remember the exact way that it went but uh devin thomas had a huge game and just like it felt very similar like Jaden reed went off in this game the other yeah, day man. Awesome and touchdown on a fourth and like 20 because you can't not only is the weather bad matt Conklin comes out and kicks the worst looking field goal you've ever seen because he's got some hip injury that from like 20 yards out Barely clears the bar, <laughs> and it was like, "Well, there goes kicking the rest of the day." So, how? What do we do here? And fourth and like fifteen, you hit Jaden Reed for a touchdown. It is now a T-shirt that I will probably buy. So,
0: oh uh, man. So let's uh, just acknowledge who.
1: I want to make a little, uh, little bit of a, a show. Bring you a show vote. We were talking just the other night when MSU was playing Minnesota basketball. Just. We miss our prince. We miss Richard Pitino Jr. Like I feel like the show has lost. Do we just make frames Janklin, our new Richard Petino Jr.? Can no, it's leave? not
0: the same. He his dad didn't come quickly. And <sighs> it just takes some of the shine off. I <laughs> oh, okay. We're trying okay. to force it, but I, I need
1: he's the closest thing we have.
0: Let's right let's now. just be patient here for until a let's,
1: until Brendan Quinn's wish comes true and we get Richard Patino senior in the Big Ten at Maryland.
0: So. Oh my God, I would kill for that to happen. <laughs> okay, so I want to get back to this Michigan State Penn State game real quick because this is one where a lot of people have made jokes about the ninety five million dollars. And I think it is kind of funny that LSU suckered him into it a little bit. Um, But this is where he earns his money because his team just got ran off a field in about 10 minutes a week ago. And and to come back and beat a good team and adverse elements while your team has a stomach flu I mean, that's just, that's really impressive shit, man. It, it is. And yeah, you, I, I'm, a I'm a little bit skeptical. I'm a little bit skeptical. And I'm not going to come on here and act like I'm banging the drum for Tucker and think, like defended him because I, I question the sustainability of how he did pulled this year off. Um, but I mean, that's a huge win. It is. and And that's one where you're like, that's a guy who just, knows how to get a team in the right mindset (laughs) and so this team you know what it reminds me of not in the way that the roster makeup is because that's not at all the same but just as a team they remind me of that 2015 Harbaugh's first team at Michigan where they're not the the most talented
1: they're not there's some similarities right like insert I mean not not the level of play but I think there's some similarities in like Insert Jake Rudock for Kenneth Walker in a way of like pre-transfer portal, hardball still. Without, Let me you know. just say,
0: Jake Rudock and Peyton Thorne seem like very similar quarterbacks. Very similar Both players. very, very yeah. intelligent dudes who can occasionally, occasionally make a throw that makes you be like, "Well, goddamn!" I think Peyton Thorne's a little better, and he's a lot younger, so I think his ceiling's mm-hmm. way higher than Rudock. But. You're just the way that, Aaron,
1: take on
0: him. just the way that both teams like pretty good. I think like if you take away that trouble with the snap for that 2015 team and they go ten and two, I think you're looking at like a carbon copy. If if Michigan gets a little bit more luck, because Michigan got some luck that year too to almost get to that record, and mm-hmm. uh, just a team with flaws, and you can see it like that team got its ass kicked by Ohio State to that Michigan team where it's like, well when it's going right, you can pretty much rock fight anybody into a game. And I know that's not how MSU did it, but like they can win close games. And so that's, that's just something I get from this team, but yeah, big win, big wins for both of us that day. Um, Obviously Michigan spent a little more and I like, obviously they end up as, as many jokes as we heard from the, when the playoff committee ranked them higher nine days after Uh, Michigan State beat them like for all the jokes that were out there like I think it was quite obvious Michigan is a better team and they lost that day but I think where Michigan being a better team come from is the depth like completely the depth because you talked about it in Michigan State's loss at Purdue that's really where it showed because Naylor gets hurt against Michigan and like injuries dwindle a roster over the course of a season and that secondary got depleted and I think where Michigan shined is like dudes like that freshman safety Rod Moore that started getting run halfway through the year like where did he come from you got guys like down the middle like Chris Jenkins and Mike Morris and it, and it's like yeah we knew about Mozzie Smith and Chris Hinton but where did they come from and that's really what separates this Michigan team to me and I guess I'll just I'll, no reason to get deep into the weeds of the big 10 championship game. Cause I, I was texting new that week. Like I was like, what is Iowa like the sixth or seventh best team in this conference? Like, like it's hilarious how these things work out. And so and like they draw Iowa draws for their crossover games. I think they drew Indiana, Maryland and Rutgers, while wisconsin has to play penn state and michigan and so it's like of course of course they somehow made it through and i i would have been nervous if michigan would have had to play wisconsin again in indy uh but no need to get into this michigan beats the shit out of iowa that's what it looks like when they're playing them and my favorite was when old Harbaugh came back and they're up 34, 35 to three with a minute and a half left at the two. And you can see him mouth in his headset. We could get the number one seed and the next play is a handoff to Donovan Edwards for a touchdown. Just surreal moments. I don't have any real analysis. It's just, um, I would like to wax poetic over a minute because, because I've, I became, a real college football fan in 07. And obviously this is the first time I've got to see Michigan win a big 10 championship. So I'm just happy the way they did it, but, you know, getting to see MSU play in that game three times since it started and just like the, the way that the last 10 years have gone, I'm not sure it could have been more cathartic. And I and I don't want to get too much into that because I know MSU people are listening too. But um, it, it was special, and and I hope this team was special for you guys too because nobody had a thought in the world that you guys win in ten games. So so I hope that every moment was soaked in for both of us.
1: So now that you've got your nice, and, and you do deserve like all the Athletic. Like I I can't say I felt the same the first big 10 like losing to wisconsin obviously we we lost wisconsin to the big 10 championship game that year but even getting there because it was like well we lost and so now we're not going to the rose bowl it's just kind of like eh, okay that's kind of a weird one but yeah i mean like i said that 2013 season is just magic right through right and an early loss to notre dame to a rival and a game with some shoddy referee. <laughs> and uh and you just come back and you just like slowly build and build and build. But let's get a little bit salty here and got at each other. Can we can we uh, you know so so everyone from Ohio State loves to tell you guys how you don't take the rivalry seriously enough, right? Like you don't yeah. You don't take this rivalry. We don't cross out
0: enough. the letter O everywhere we see it for a week and
1: <laughs> let me tell you this right now. N- pretty much neutral. I I you're one of my best friends. Eric Seeds of my best friends. I have best friends on both sides of this rivalry. Um goddamn did Ryan Day just play like a punk ass bitch motherfucker. That oh absolutely.
0: Cool yeah. yeah. Let, let me Mr. just
1: Mr. I'm gonna hang a hundred on him. Came out, whipped it out, and it was a fucking mushroom in a cornfield. Didn't have a single damn thing ready. For that game, and he played scared like a bitch the well,
0: entire. I'm not gonna game. make excuses, but like the fact that some of the players had the stomach flu kind of matters. <laughs> <laughs> if if you don't understand that reference, that is a direct um, quote from CJ Stroud. Stroud. Um, yeah. And which, which, by the way, he's gonna mean, be. He's gonna somebody is, get that guy a Xanax for Saturday night. He's gonna be really close to Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs>
1: Which, to be fair to him, even, like, not a great day for Iowa State, but he shouldn't hang his head. (laughs) He didn't well not text. He didn't didn't get pushed seven yards back by offensive linemen all fucking day.
0: No, he played a fine game. I think – I do think the snow affected him. And and that's what I will say is I texted you that morning saying I thought the snow benefited us, and and I truly think it did because he misses a few throws – just by a little bit early in that game, that could have changed everything. But, but yeah, Ryan Day, uh, total punk ass bitch. Um, if you're gonna run around talking about, I'm gonna hang 100 on you, buddy, you better at least win the fucking game because buddy, that was insane.
1: Walker alone outscored
0: you. Yeah. 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 Hassan Haskins in that game he did the same thing five touchdowns like in in, in to have that happen the year after their entire fan base claimed we docked them to have it happen a year after they said they were going to hang 100 and to have it happen when they were 10 and 1 a shoe in for the college football playoff I don't think I could have picked a better time and in Ryan Day better come out with something because i and I'm just going to say this if they lose in Columbus next year to Michigan, I think he's gone, and I'm not kidding i I think those nut, those nut jobs in Ohio want his head for losing one game to Michigan
1: <laughs> so there's like a two percent chance of this happening, Brendan. But there are rumors that the Chicago Bears, who may have an opening very soon, have been keeping a very close eye on Mr. Day.
0: Oh, my God. I am I will laugh really hard if that happens.
1: And they were at the game. Granted, I think it was just their scouts, but there was, like, all these rumors that they, they maybe maybe were trying to see his interest in. Coming, again, Which, to all all the shit talk we used to on him aside, I think the dude would be a great NFL coach. <laughs> you know, like, I, I think he's he, a Bears fan. I'd be a happy. Until,
0: <laughs> until big game Ryan Day comes out.
1: Listen, man, if you can get to the Chicago, Chicago Bears, to the playoffs, and keep in mind, this reunites in the Justin Fields. That's a part of the whole talk in Chicago about it a little bit. Um, Yeah, man. Because he can run now before it even – where God. This is a year we've had Lincoln Riley leave Oklahoma. We've had Brian Kelly leave North Dakota. North Dakota,
0: Do we? Man, if if Ryan Day left Ohio State, I would have to wait until they I see who they hired to form an opinion on that. Don't,
1: don't say that Ohio State is going down. But I just think that it'd be funny if this is how he goes out. He's oh, that would be great.
0: No. Users. I mean, used to the NFL. <laughs> so those dudes are going to get punked by Utah, right? Mm, so funny, like, you know what, this is
1: the, you, Utah is going to mash and Oregon mashed Ohio State and uh, Utah mashed the shit out of Oregon twice. So.
0: Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I saw an Ohio State fan on Twitter call them Mormon, Michigan, because of the way they play. And it's really funny. It's very similar. And yeah. uh I don't know if they're gonna get their shit ran by Utah, but like it kind of feels like like a couple years ago, Michigan goes to the Peach Bowl after going 10 and 2, where they were the favorite in Columbus and they lost 62 to 39. And they went out in the Peach Bowl play playing a first year Dan Mullen Florida team. <laughs> That's funny now, but uh And just got their ass kicked because they didn't want to be there, and I'm kind of wondering about that. I'm like, Ohio State's in the same situation that went into that game ten and one favorites on the road, and got their ass kicked, and now they have to play a Utah team who couldn't be happier to get to the Rose Bowl, (laughs) and
1: and and which I don't know if how much you pay attention to like national outside of our own window there's a lot of rumors that this could be the swan song for kyle Whittingham.
0: Too. nope i know That's, that too i'm telling yeah, you, you
1: man send it, your coach coach out with the w right and just i don't know man but but i also could see Ohio State. to like you're gonna i don't know i how many kids are gonna sit out i don't yeah it's
0: Oh yeah, because like yeah, we'll we'll see real quick how if uh, C.J. Stroud deserves to be a Heisman finalist if uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave sit out, huh? Uh, yeah, true, yeah. Gonna, I will say Jackson.
1: Look
0: at that line. <laughs> I think it's Ohio State around a touchdown favorite, and I just couldn't believe it. But um, I will say Jackson Smith and Jigba is a football savant and. And I also will say, if uh, if the Lions could draft Aiden Hutchinson number one overall, and then get get like Chris Alave or Jahan Dotson at the end of the first round with the Rams pick, I would be very happy. I'm I'd be fine with a Big Ten only first round um, for the Lions. Oh, this is getting yeah. too off the rails. Let's let's quickly discuss not the in depth of these matchups, but before we go tonight. Let's let's talk about some bowl games. So you guys are going to play the night before us, night before New Year's Eve, against Pitt in the aforementioned Peach Bowl, where Michigan got its ass kicked a few years ago. Um, pretty cool. You guys get to play in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's kind of sweet, and you get to play Pat Arduzzi. Huh? Hell yeah, My dog! My now we dog. don't know if Kenny Pickett will play. Which I'd be shocked that he plays. See, I'd be shocked if he didn't. Here's where I'm yeah. at. You got to look at this game like that dude isn't the consensus like top quarterback in the draft and he has a chance to go hang like 500 yards in a bowl game. And, and I'm sorry, that wasn't great. meant to be disrespectful. I no, think no, there's a world where like great. I think there's a world where he hangs like 500 yards and three touchdowns and loses 31 to 28 or something. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Um Yeah, I can see that, too. But I also feel like NFL scouts are maybe smart enough to know that MSU defense is pretty bad. Yeah, but But, that uh, doesn't mean
0: Kenny Pickett's smart enough to know that.
1: That's true. (laughs) We'll see. I hope he hires someone smart in his uh, orbit to to let him know. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's a big storyline. It sounds like Kenneth Walker's going to play. Haven't heard that changing and i think him not being invited to new york might have uh increased the chances that he does
0: um, oh it is so nice not having to wonder what michigan players might sit out of the bowl game
1: that is the nicest part of the playoff i gotta be honest. oh but, my god yeah not in a not in an old man way of like i wish these. no would no play. yeah we are
0: we are very pro player here and
1: uh it just sucks when you get to the end of the season and you like it's uh it's the last time i get to watch my football team until you know eight months from now and it kind of sucks when like you go in and you're like well it's kind of a scrimmage and it always has been a scrimmage but it's extra sad when like you know guys are healthy and they had they had to make the career decision to sit out
0: but then like you look look at
1: often allow me to watch my full team to the end
0: yeah but then you look at and like it was only five years ago that jake butt was the best tight end in america and tore his ACL in a bowl game against Florida state. And now he's retired from the NFL five years later. So I, 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 I will never begrudge a player for sitting out. Neither will you. I know. So, but I, but yeah. I get what you're feeling because you get to that game and you're like, oh, this would just, it would be a big win against another power five team who had a great year. And you just want to see what it would be like with both teams. Like if it were a playoff game and that's ultimately why I'm such a proponent for this 12 team playoff. Cause like it takes some of these games that would have been new year, six games, except the teams actually give a shit, you know? So that's, yeah. but so that's, that's their matchup, which is a great one, by the way. Nick Baumgardner brought this up. He said, I didn't want to because you know, Michigan State's going to be up for whatever game. There is, they got a second year coach, they're on their upswing. So these are the type of teams that go they, in the new year six games. A coach who's,
1: who's already taken three guys in the quarter. Like, you got to start playing right now for your job next year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially and, if you're
1: on that defense. Now, if you're on the offense, I mean, there's guys on that offense that know. He's not going to recruit a wide receiver over Jaden Reed or Jalen Nailor. I think I think those guys are pretty set. And I think, you know, Peyton Thorn should feel pretty comfortable. I don't think he's going to go quarterback shopping. But uh, if you're on that defense, even if you think you're the good part of the defense, uh, no but shopping.
0: If you're uh, on that offensive line, <laughs> but, you, yeah, but yes, Here, here's <laughs> here's where here's that where that I'm team. at though or where, where Nick was at, I guess, is thank God they didn't draw some team like Ole Miss who did, didn't give a shit to be there. Or like or like if they would have drawn like, like – I guess Notre Dame's different now because they got their new head coach and they're all fired up or whatever. But, you know, a team like yeah. that. Uh, and so it'll be good to see these two teams. So they're going to really both want to win this game. And so that'll be a fun matchup. Another matchup the next night, 7.30 Eastern on New Year's Eve. Michigan takes on Georgia in the Orange Bowl, which is the national semifinal. Um, So here's where I'm at. Uh, This is all the analysis you're getting until the week before the game. Who cares? (laughs) We won the Big Ten and we're in the playoff. You get that your first time. If Jim Harbaugh makes a second, then we'll start talking the merits of the matchup immediately. But right now, who cares? I'm, if if I just hope that they become the second Big Ten team to score a point in a playoff game, that's all I need. <laughs> Which, it, and it's actually
1: not in any way a slant against Michigan, but there's Georgia defense. Defense is going to be ready
0: to play. So it's mm, not, no, no, that's, that's a real no thing. When, when thing I when I You're say that, Jeremy, for, like, a good performance. <laughs> when I say that, Jeremy, I'm only like halfway making jokes about Michigan State. Like this Georgia defense. Well, so they, they scored. Oh, that's
1: where they scored. But They've won a national title like
0: 40, Yeah. So. No, yeah. no. That well, they didn't score that year. They did get shut out against Clemson, but they've That's also they've of. won the playoff before. So, so yeah. that would make us the second team to score in it from the Big Ten. So either way, I I just hope both teams have fun. Um, I Different I hope. Uh, here's what I'll say: I hope Michigan I hope wears the Michigan traditional nice home gifts. uniform because. It'll be tempting to go all blue, probably, with being the higher seed. But I would really I, – I just keep picturing, I think – Michigan's home against Georgia's road. Does that not sound like a pretty tasty uniform matchup? I don't know if you're a sucker for these things like I am, but I think that's, that's a pretty cool one. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the game. The orange bowl is one of my favorite bowl games because they do the end zones, the best out of like Mm -hmm. most bowl games, they make them really pop. And so I like that. Um, So Michigan will probably go with the blue end zone, right? Do do oh room? yeah, for sure. Yeah. Blue end zone with the yellow paint for the letters. Um but in Georgia's will probably be like red and it'll it'll probably look really good. I'm excited. Yeah. But um yeah, man, I like I, I see why people immediately jump into analysis mode because like it's the next game, but there is still three weeks plus a day before this game is played. I'm just gonna sit here and enjoy it.
1: <laughs> you should. You should only get mad about uh,
0: your NHL draft picks losing games. Well, that, we're gonna have a separate pod on that next week. Um, I had to get it in, buddy. Hey, they're they're leading the Big Ten standings still, so we're I, we're happy.
1: It doesn't matter because I had to have, you know, people who are otherwise intelligently smart from your uh, fan base, asked me, I think, with a serious face, if Michigan would lose a game this season. <laughs> and they've got four conference losses. <laughs> well, right? yes. Is it four conference losses and one out. So, yeah. And, and now that you thought that they weren't going to lose a game. No, no, I, no, I know. In, buddy.
0: I know what you're saying. People just don't understand that hockey is like, you just don't go undefeated. That just doesn't happen. So, nope. uh, and, and you know what? Michigan's had their share of problems, but these are all next week topics, Jeremy. Right now, we're focusing on football, Um, although I could go for some more Patino talk. (laughs) Uh,
1: The good news about that is that even though we're probably pushing 90 minutes now, Patino talk wouldn't last long.